Hello and welcome to the Glow Movement Podcast. My name is Sloane Rigg and on today's episode, y'all, I've gone completely rogue. Um, I had a totally different topic um, for today that was recorded and ready to go, but um, there was an incident that sounds so dramatic there was an event that happened tonight where I was challenged in one of my biggest areas of personal growth and development and failed miserably um but the silver lining to it is it helped me realize like an underlying theme that has been happening in the last few episodes um and I felt like this topic better tied them all together and highlighted um, a big opportunity for me um, to and to be vulnerable and share how I am definitely a work in progress and get able be able to work through that with y'all live. Um, so it is almost one in the morning. It is twelve forty one currently, and this will be posted in just a few hours. So it's like your life and getting to process with me live. <laughs> um, but basically, my biggest area that I am currently working on is people pleasing. And in episode 11, we talked about the dark side of empathy, which is about boundaries. Very compromising boundaries is a very popular theme in people-pleasing. Episode 12, which was our last episode, um, I touched on, I think that was going to be Road to Hell, (laughs) Um, but I, I think I added a little polish on that. And I think it was intention versus impact and the importance of owning both. Um, because being defensive and not owning both is a sign of maybe failing at people-pleasing, which is sometimes can feel worse than people-pleasing um, when you're trying to people-please and unable to fulfill that unrealistic expectation. Um, that can almost feel worse. Um, and then, of course, not holding another person accountable for their intentions and the impact of their actions um, is a form of people-pleasing. But I have found that the most offensive in my experience form of people pleasing is the sin of accommodating for other people's bad behavior and I am so good at it I am painfully good at it and I thought I had outgrown it I thought I had gotten to a place where I owned my worth I knew my value and I was ably able to stand confidently free of that external need to justify my worth and tonight proved that not to be the case in every situation and my my all my tools that I have to break free from that were just left untouched and I resorted to old behavior in the most painful way and have literally spent the last few hours reflecting on it which is a blessing and a curse of personal growth and been able to identify the opportunities I have. And so my disclaimer right off the bat is this is not a blast episode. This is not to put throw shade at anyone. Look how hip I am with this lingo. <laughs> blast and shade. <laughs> I feel so cool. <laughs> um, but that's not the heart of this episode. Um, and while I will be touching on someone else's bad behavior, this isn't about them because that's their own journey to work through. This is about me sharing my heart and my story and where I need to grow. So I was hosting an event tonight and I'm going to be a little cryptic about tonight's events. Um, but I will share another more general example so I can share my actual tools on how I wish I would have handled it. (laughs) It's one of those moments of like, 
all the way, I've literally reflected on all the tools I had and what I could have said. Oh, I hate those moments of like all the things you thought of like the perfect response, like three hours later when everyone else is like, really, that didn't, that is irrelevant now. <laughs> That's what's happened tonight. Um, but it's, it's nothing towards this other person. It's my own, like, oh, I thought that would have been more instinctual at this point. And it just shows that I needed another opportunity to practice. And I'm sure the universe and God will give me plenty more to practice, um, to break these bad, um, behaviors of my own. So anyway, I was, I was hosting an event and, um, uh, a, a, a person walked in and um, unasked and unwarranted gave me some very, very um, negative feedback. And I put feedback in quotations because it wasn't asked for and nor was it constructive or helpful. Um, and honestly, upon further reflection, I know it just came from a place of their own insecurities and their own struggles. Um, but it doesn't justify how unnecessarily hurtful and disrespectful it was and so disrespectful that the entire energy of the room shifted and it was like a unified cringe which i think is going to be like my new catchphrase like oh there was a unified cringe where literally the whole space tightened and blame my southern hospitality or my hostess with the mostest training <laughs> i immediately jumped to overcompensate for this really just uncomfortable comment and to make everyone in that room feel okay and um i just started accommodating for this and i started to justify their feedback and what felt like a disrespect is like dis I don't know what the word is, embarrassing for lack of a better word, dance of jumping through hoops to make everyone else feel comfortable. And ironically, I was actually complimented for the way I handled it, where I another person actually said how beautifully I handled the situation, was able to get everyone to raise the energy back in the room and get us back on track and focus of why we were all there. And while I so appreciate this person, because I definitely needed that support in that moment, I was still dying inside that I still compromised who I was for the sake of people pleasing, not only for this individual, but for everyone involved. And um, it just made me realize that I have a lot more opportunities and room to grow. And so in that promise general example, um, let's say I post a picture online. And I do think that a lot of the root of these unwarranted opinions or empowered state opinions or giving people your just every thought does come from social media and like what are they called like I don't want to call them trolls but like what is it like keyboard warriors right like just those people who just feel so empowered behind a keyboard or behind a screen um, that it is overflowed into other areas and I think it's giving me a lot more opportunity to um, practice not accommodating for that and justifying it and jumping through the hoops and doing the embarrassing dance. And so let's say social media, I post a photo and a random person comes up to me and says, wow, you look really awkward in that photo, which has actually happened to me. And I'll immediately jump into justification mode to justify my worth, to justify the situation and to ease it for everyone involved through typically self-deprecation be like, oh my gosh, I know um, I was super awkward that day and 
it was the first time I was working with that photographer and the outfit was weird and the wind was blowing and just make all these excuses for why their opinion is valid when it isn't. It is their perception of what the photo is and I shouldn't have to compromise my worth and my value and my perception in order to make them feel, to accommodate for their bad behavior and to make them feel okay by giving that unasked and unhelpful feedback. And so... If in the ideal situation, there's so many things I wish that I was at that innate instinctual level to be able to do. And the most powerful one, which I've never been able to do, and you won't be shocked, and it's the power of silence. It's the ability, especially live. I think online it can be, it's not as powerful, but in person or in a place where there's like a live interaction, I think just silence is so powerful, which is, can be very painful for the people pleaser in me, because especially when there's tension, when there's an uncomfortable situation followed by silence, I have found that in most, I've gotten better, but in most scenarios, I will really feel anxious in that. And so one of the tools and one of the skills that I'm developing is just owning the silence. And when that unwelcomed or unasked or unwarranted or unhelpful feedback or opinion is given to just hold the space for them to explain themselves or try to justify their own mistake, (laughs) their own awkwardness, their own toxic behavior. Not quite there yet. Obviously, I'm still awkward with it, even explaining it. I think my favorite tool is the power of the question. And to just be able to say, oh, why do you think that? And let them justify it. Let them explain it. Let them continue to either have the opportunity to be self-aware of saying, ooh, this isn't isn't what I want to say or I'm not explaining myself well. Or to continue to show you the type of person they are and then you get to establish new boundaries based on that new information. I'm really loving the power of the question when I can actually pull it out of the toolbox, right? Tonight, not a good example, but I I love that to be able to challenge of like, why do you think that? Or why would you say that? And I think that's a little bit more aggressive. I do like the softness and almost the unshakenness of the, oh, why do you say that? Like, there's just such confidence and peace in that question. And then the balance between the power of the silence and the question is just a declaration of, oh, that's an opinion you had, or, oh, that's your perception. And not giving it any comp, like any adjectives to describe how you feel about that perception, just declaring it, it's being a perception. Um, one of my new favorite um, quote uh, sayings right now is like, oh, that's a choice that you made, <laughs> right? Sometimes I say that to me all the time. I'm like to myself, I'm like, oh, that was a choice we made. Okay. <laughs> like regretting that now, but that was a choice we made, right? Me choosing to dance like a monkey tonight was a choice that I made, right? Me jumping through all those hoops and accommodating bad behavior was a choice that I made and just neutralizing it, right? wasn't a good choice, but we're not going to shame it into a bad choice, right? It's kind of the same concept of, oh, that's a perspective you have and neutralize it and take away its power um, and thus holding your own. 
And I'm always hesitant with the word power because I feel like where these unwarranted feedback and comments and negativity comes from is a power struggle and a power dynamic of someone feeling incompetent and wanting to shift the power, the perceived power dynamic. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't play that game. I don't play this game of my power does not mean I have the upper hand. Me owning my power does not mean that I am more powerful than you or that I am higher. I have a higher power dynamic than you. It is merely me owning my own space and still giving you room to own your own on neutral territory. But where insecurities come in is when perceived and where I think a lot of these comments are rooted in is the insecurity of perceiving someone owning who they are and shining in their light and having their space for example me being able to host a space tonight is a perceived power dynamic that can trigger those insecurities not even probably on a subconscious deep limiting belief level that causes those comments to come out and that's why i think the power of the question and the power of the pause allows people the opportunity to slow down and potentially self-reflect on where they're coming from with those statements. And I also want to add a very, very important disclaimer that regardless of what they do with that silence or that question is has nothing to do with you. It is just purely giving you the information you need to set those new boundaries so you continue to own your space, own your value, and own your power. So lesson learned. And again, y'all, I went rogue tonight. So I don't have like a bonus for y'all. I don't have a challenge for y'all. I guess rogue. My challenge is if I shattered some glass for y'all tonight on this whole accommodation as a form of people pleasing, I'm sorry, but you're welcome. Because I think it's one of the sneakiest ways people pleasing can get in there. And one of the ones that can be the most difficult to break, especially when you're newly aware of it. Um, My second challenge is to have tremendous grace because this is part of it. It, it's not it's not going to be an easy checklist when on this journey like as we're working through these and we're developing these skills sometimes just the skill of having the instinctual response to just open the toolbox and pull something out or even remember that the toolbox is there and not result to old behavior is growth enough me to even realize have the moment of reflection to be like hey i could have done this i could have done this and i could have done that And yes, do I want to wallow in that? No, but it's helpful to be able to grow through that mistake and that perceived failure in my own, my own mind. So I just want the theme of the last few episodes, while yes, is being able to identify the symptoms of people pleasing, but also the importance of tremendous grace for ourselves and even others. So all right, y'all, that's a wrap. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and it's probably early morning for you. Um, but I hope y'all have an amazing week. You know, I love you to pieces and I'll see you next week. Bye y'all. Mm-hmm.